So today's exposition is from Exodus chapter 34, verse 28. I read, And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Amen. So, it is about fasting. It is about fasting. So, let us quickly refer to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. I read, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. Amen. So basically, I want to see a few things about fasting. We see how Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That is wonderful. But what we want to mention here is that fasting as Moses did, 40 days and 40 nights without food, without water, was under or supervised by a very supernatural uh, it was a very supernatural circumstance. The same we can see also in the life of the prophet Elijah. Yes. But fasting, biblical fasting refers to the discipline of abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Though it is often linked with prayer, it is a spiritual discipline on its own. Fasting, therefore, is continuous prayer without words. We can talk about three main forms of fasting presented in the Bible. The first one is the normal fast. The normal fast. And what is this normal fast? That is when we abstain from all food solid or liquid but not from water then we have the absolute fast when we abstain from both food and water like in esther chapter 4 verse 16 and acts 9 9 normally this kind of fast should not be more than three days so that the kidneys will not shut down and then the body will not dehydrate so let's go back to exodus chapter 30 4 verse 28 that spoke about um, Moses's fast for 40 days without food without water okay and that also we also have the example of Elijah so these men as I said earlier undertook that absolute fast for 40 days but that was under supernatural conditions Yes, so we can refer to Exodus 34, 28, Deuteronomy 9, 9, and 18, and 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 8. We also have the partial fast. 
And here is a restriction of diet rather than complete abstinence from food, like in the case of Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, verse 3. So these are the three main uh, kinds of fasting that we can talk about from Scripture. And Christ himself practiced this discipline. He taught, uh, he, he, he taught us that this should be part of our devotion and also an act of preparation for his return. And we see this practice in the New Testament church in Acts 13, verses 2 to 3. And then Acts 14, 23. We also see it in um, verse 20, chapter 27, verse 33. Great. So... What we want to say by conclusion is that fasting with prayer has several purposes. And one of it will be to honor God, as we see here in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. Zachariah 7, 5 to will give us example. Luke 2, 37 and Acts 13, 2. Also, fasting with prayer will be what to humble ourselves before God. Ezra 8 to Psalm 69 verse 10 and Isaiah 58 3. In order to experience more grace to you and I must enter into fasting. First Peter chapter 5 verse 5 and to experience God's intimate presence through fast. Isaiah 57 15 Isaiah 58, 6-9 To mourn over our personal sins and failures. First Samuel 7, 6 Nehemiah 9, 1 and 2 Also to mourn over the sins of the church, the nation, the world. First Samuel 7, 6 Nehemiah 9, 1 and 2 We also fast to seek grace for a new task. Yes, when we are faced with a new task and to reaffirm our consecration to God to reaffirm our consecration to God. And then we fast to seek God by drawing near to Him in persistent prayer against opposing spiritual forces. Because there are times when the opposition is overwhelming and we must enter into fasting. We also fast to show repentance and to make a way for God to change his declared intentions of judgment in our lives. Yes. And Second Samuel 12, 16 to 22. And other scriptures, Jonah 3, 5. Jonah 3, verse 5 and 10. Joel 2, 12 to 14. We have so many scriptures to affirm this. Amen. And we fast to save people from bondage and uh, of evil, evil, all the bondage that too can be uh, attained through fasting. To gain revelation and wisdom concerning God's will for us, we can do that through fasting. And also, we fast to open the way for the outpouring of the Spirit and Christ's return to earth for his people. According to Matthew chapter 9, verse 15. So thank you very much for being there with me and flowing with me. God bless you.
and we will meet again. Bye bye. Today's reading is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 7. I read Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty. This is in the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, into the third and to the fourth generation. Amen. So we see the God of mercy. Our God is merciful. He keeps mercy. He keeps so much mercy. Mercy, mercy for thousands. He is forgiven. He is merciful and he is forgiven. He forgives iniquity. He forgives iniquity. He forgives transgression. And he forgives sin. And so we see that then there is iniquity, transgression and sin. And I believe that each one of these ways would have somehow a different meaning. But for the moment, let's not dwell on that now. What we want to understand now is that our God is what? Merciful and he is forgiven. He forgives our iniquity, our transgression, and our sin. But he goes on to say that that will by no means clear the guilty. God forgives iniquity, sin, and transgressions, and yet he will by no means, no means clear the guilty. And so I believe that that is why we must not be guilty. We must receive the verdict of what? Not guilty. And I believe that this verdict of not guilty is in Christ Jesus. It's only found in Christ Jesus through his redeeming blood and by the power of the Holy Spirit because he will by no means clear the guilty. Therefore, we, you and I must not be found guilty before God. Amen. We must be cleared of our guilt and so David prayed he said well, clear me deliver me from the sin of all guiltiness from the sin of blood guiltiness we must be freed from the sin of guilt from guilt amen and this can be done through the redeeming power in the blood of Jesus therefore you and I we need the blood of Jesus Christ in our lives we need to appropriate the power of the blood of Jesus that has the ability to clear us of guilt because God will by no means, no means clear the guilty. And then we also are told that he visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, into the third and the fourth generation. And so what we must take note as parents we should take note that our sins spiritual neglect or failure to separate ourselves from ungodliness of the world can have tragic consequences on our children 
as parents if we continue in sin and we take God for granted and we neglect or fail to separate ourselves from ungodliness and the things of this world, these things can have tragic consequences on our children. And children normally will suffer for the sins of their parents in the sense that they generally follow their parents along the paths of temptation or spiritual compromise. You know, it's like a trend, something genetic. So sin also can have that, you know, um, you know that the, like the best way it can be explained, it is in the life of Adam and Eve, that by their sin, you see, it, it became a genetic something that is transferred. So as parents, when we, I mean, the visit of the enemies of the fathers upon the children, it is seen more in this way. It is not as if God uh, 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 takes a cane to whip us in that sense, but you know, these things are transferred. They are transferred from parents, uh, and, and these things follow uh, the children uh, in, 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 in the way of uh, the way in which we yield to temptation and our spiritual compromises and neglect you can see the traces in the lives of our children and thereby they adopt evil habits and attitudes that will lead them astray or away from God and towards destruction so today this is what we will talk about and I believe you are blessed God bless you as you listen good day